Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. We're still in Psalm chapter 50, and, and I know we've been hopping back and forth between 50 and 51, but there's so many good verses here. So uh, back in chapter 50, there was another couple of verses that just really captured my attention. And I think because in the world we've been uh, living in and dealing with, um, we've seen, really we've seen people rejecting the Bible. We've even seen Christians and even Christian leaders rejecting the Bible, and that's becoming more and more prevalent in our culture. Now, in, in Psalm 50, uh, God is speaking to Israel, and then he's speaking, if you get down to verse 16, it's God speaking to the wicked. Um, but he says in verse 17, and this is God speaking, he said, for you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. And I think that's that it would be a good um, description of what a lot of people in our culture, how they treat God's word. Um, and then jump down to 21, because there's, and I hope you'll get your Bible and read through this, but you go down to verse 21, referring back to that and some other things that he lists. But in verse 21, God says, while you did all this, I remained silent, and you thought I didn't care. Um, so, and then he goes on to speak into that. But, you know, when we get into, when we see the culture, whether it's us personally, I think this is more in a larger sense, the culture, and what's confusing sometimes is right now what's going on is within Christianity, at least what's considered Christianity, people that are, are dis, discarding mm -hmm. God's word. I, I would say they're regarding it like trash. Yeah, very much. And, and when that happens, just because God doesn't send down lightning to strike them down, they could think, oh, well, God doesn't care, yeah. but he does care. Well, you know, when the Bible talks about when God speaks to the wicked here, it is interesting that these are people who go through the motions of worship. Mm -hmm. They're bringing sacrifices. They're going through the rituals of praise and worship. And yet the Lord has two indictments against them. He said, first of all, you don't receive my discipline. And secondly, you treat my word like trash. And that's a, that's a big reminder to our era because we have a, an era of so-called Christians, as you've already pointed out, who claim to be Christians, they, they may even have the accoutrements of being Christian. Uh, they may go through the motions of praise, worship, attending church, and that kind of thing. And yet the Lord's not fooled if those two indictments are legitimate in that person's life, if they reject God's discipline and they treat his word like trash. And to me, those are, those are two things that go together. Uh, I know I'm a sinner. I mean, even though I've been saved since I was eight years old, I still fail. I fail the Lord every day. But I never want to reject His discipline. I want to invite that discipline. If, if He corrects me, if the Holy Spirit convicts me of my wrongdoing, then I want to receive that and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and help me never to do that again. Help me, give me the strength to do that. It's something else if I start deflecting and being defensive mm -hmm. and saying, well, you know, maybe that's not really a sin today. Mm -hmm. Well, that's rejecting his discipline. Well, as I said, that goes with treating his word like trash. Because if we ever have the idea, and I don't mean us personally, but I mean if people ever have the idea that they can take part of what God says and not other parts of what he says, that indeed is like saying, well, I think part of God's word is trash. That's that slippery slope. Because what happens that I've been observing is, at first they say, well, God didn't really mean that. Mm -hmm. God, God couldn't mean that. The God that I have created in my mind could, would never have said that so that must not be true or that must not be and when you get to that point then when the the reality of it really God really did say that well then if God said that then I'm going to reject his word yeah um, it's it's a slippery slope and I and 
God just doesn't give us leave. Well, to it, it's all the difference in the world and how we approach the Bible. Mm -hmm. if, if I approach the Bible and say, I agree with this, but I don't agree mm -hmm. with this. I receive this, but I don't receive this. The Word of God is no longer the judge of me. I become the judge of the Word yes. of God, which is a frightful thing uh, to even contemplate. And I think that's one reason why the Lord was saying to them, you may feel like you're getting by. You may think I don't care about this, but I do care about it. And mm -hmm. so that's a real word for us in these last days, because in our culture today, it's like every satanic uh, opposition to the truth of God's word is front and center out there. And it seems to have the winds of power behind it. Yes. So I, I just believe it's so important that we treasure this word, that we realize that this is still God's revelation to us. I was listening to a sermon from Billy Graham yesterday, and you and I both know the story. We know a lot of the backstory, but Billy Graham was doing an evangelism conference, and he was talking to preachers about the importance of the Word of God. And he said, he told about the time, and I think it was in, what, 1947, when he was at Forest Home Camp out in, on the West Coast, you know, on, with Henrietta Henry Mears. Henrietta Mears, yeah. yes, and Chuck Templeton. And Chuck, yeah, well, on on and, and, yeah, because a lot of the liberals, and there were a lot more skeptical liberal mm -hmm. preachers, and one had been his close friend, that were telling him that he should not depend on the Word of God. And that story about Billy Graham going out and laying his Bible on the stump in the, in the moonlight that night and saying, God, I don't understand everything in this book, but I'm going to receive it as your Word. And I heard him tell those evangelists yesterday, uh, in that sermon I had recorded and was listening to, he said, that's the only way you can minister in these days is to take God at his word, believe that his word is true. And he said, God will show up and validate that that's the case. But we really do get into a lot of trouble when we start hunting and, and pecking and choosing this and not mm -hmm. choosing this and saying, well, I don't, I don't agree with this, but I agree with that. The, the very essence of doing that reveals that we're not allowing God's word to be the judge of us. And you always remind me, God never commanded us to understand everything. No, here. no. Um, and there are some things that we will never understand this side of heaven. But as you also have always coached me, there are, there are the things that we know for sure we can understand clearly. Right. And, and we can build our life on that part that we know for well, sure. Deuteronomy 33. I mean, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. We are not accountable for them. But we are accountable, that verse says, to the things that He has revealed to us mm -hmm. and our children. Mm -hmm. So you're right. I mean, I mean it's like right now, <laughs> I keep thinking about going into the book of Revelation, which we're doing after Easter. I've studied it for years. Like I said in one of the services this weekend, I spent a whole year preaching through the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. There's still so many things about Revelation that I don't fully understand. I think parts of it will not make sense until the people mm -hmm. that are actually in that time frame um, are there. And that, well, in the Old Testament um, prophets, like Daniel said, he didn't understand all the things that no, he was writing. No. Um, but that didn't mean it wasn't what God's Word. It is God's Word. But if I could understand everything in the Bible, it would be a small book. That's true. Because I have a small brain. But I do know this. I, I do understand so much and what God has revealed mm -hmm. to me by, and the understanding of His Word has always, has always manifested itself to be true. Mm -hmm. So I, that, that is just so important in our life. And I'm, I'm thrilled that you've encouraged everyone during that series to bring a hard copy of the Bible <laughs> that you can write in. and. Um, and I think that is important in all of the uh, Bible study methods classes we've done and in book by book, really encourage everyone to be willing to, to mark in their Bible. Now, I, you know, um, I know that that can be a you know, sticking point for some people. I, I have to share this one quick story on that because um, when, when we first moved here and the boys were really little, so our, our younger son at the time was two, 
and um, Cheryl Kinder was in charge of the toddler nursery and she did such a marvelous job. I've never seen anybody do so much with toddlers as she did. And she would sit those kids down and uh, along the wall and she would just teach them uh, certain things, certain truths, week after week, three times a week. And one of the things that she would do is she'd take the Bible and she'd say, this is the Bible. And they would repeat that back to you. This is God's word. How do we treat the Bible? Do we stand up and jump on it? No. Do we tear the pages? No. And then she would, you know, like, do we scribble in the Bible? No. And all those little, all those little toddlers would say, no, no, no. So she really made an impression on them. But uh, in those days, I was trying to get up early before my kids would wake up and to have my devotional time. And I remember I was studying for some class I was doing or whatever, and I had my highlighter out. And I was marking in my Bible, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw my two-year-old son coming around the corner, and he saw me with that marker in my hand. He was aghast. <gasps> Mom, Mrs. Kinderson, we don't write in the Bible. <laughs> so, um, I just, I love to share that story. But, you know, that tells me two things. One is, um, we we discount sometimes how much impact we can have on yeah, on the other children. And Cheryl always yeah. believed in that. She did. You know, and she, she, she was, that. in some ways, she was the pioneer of Kids World because she was like, we don't babysit kids, we teach. She was the innovator right. before innovation was cool. <laughs> right. She did right. amazing things with those kids. But I do believe that the, the goal is to um, dig into this book and whatever we can do that'll help us understand it and, and remember and make notes. Like you said, you have so many notes in your margins and uh, it, so it's not gonna offend God if we use a no. highlighter in your Bible and make Right, notes. and I always say, if there's one you don't wanna mark in, don't mark in that one. Get, one get another copy marking. that you don't mind marking in and marking that one. <laughs> that's okay. true. So uh, I hope that's um, an encouragement to you today that we do need to value God's Word and that that will be a blessing in your life. And uh, I know as a ministry, we will continue to hold up God's Word and the truth that He's given us because that's our foundation. That's our authority. Yeah. So as we think about that today, Mark, would you lead us in one prayer? Father, if your indictment is that people treat your Word like trash, then you must want, to, you must want us to treat it like treasure. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would help us in all the messages and the clutter and the cacophony of all the messaging that's in our times. Help us to sort through all that and to focus on your word, recognizing that every word is a treasure. It's a jewel that you've given us, not only to find the best path in life, but to move toward you and to recognize that the closer we get to you, the more our lives are going to be what you desire. So Father, help us to treat your word like treasure, whether we're reading it, memorizing it, studying it, listening to a sermon, singing it in, in worship. Oh God, help us to treat your word like treasure. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we wrap up the week. That's right, see you tomorrow. God bless.